down to just a little bit, and uh, and so I'm really, I'm not well. Am I, I am struggling. It is a struggle to try and bring uh, the quantity of what he's shown me down to about that big, and so please have grace for me as I'm trying to do this um, because it's. Um, you know, it's it's phenomenal. As, as, as Peter's declaring, it's phenomenal, this abundance position that the church can find, you know, where it's just an overflowing position where there is no lack. It's abundant. And like, it's like, man, it's it's full. You know, the God we worship is the God of the full and beyond full. He says, you know, I can quench your thirst. And I can put rivers of water in you that you become the resource. And so you just become a vehicle that is in abundance. What did Jesus say? Life and life of abundance. And those that come through me find green pastures. He says, if you lay your life down, not only will you have an abundance now, but in the future you will have an abundance. So there's this whole God we worship in this realm and the spirit is one of abundance. So I just ask you to have grace with me as he's teaching me and he's showing me and, and I'm culling the things to try and bring uh, a nugget. And, uh, and that is so hard. It's not easy to do. <laughs> and so, um, you know, this morning in my time with him, I just felt I've just got to cut this so it's two-parted. So as we've been looking at, we've been discussing what the wisdom of God is. And um, next week I want to talk about I'll give you an example of what does God's wisdom look like when it comes to family. And so I'm going to give you a practical, there'll be practical things today, but I'm going to give you a practical example because it's like, okay, if the wisdom of God is Christ's life literally being formed in us and then demonstrated through us and we have the mind of Christ, then how does the mind of Christ see family? All right, is that cool? So this is what, uh, as a Christ life being demonstrated in and through us as his people is the wisdom of God. Okay, And here's the thing, we speak from that position. So the wisdom of God is a demonstration of God in, in, and then through. That people would see Christ through Greg Simnor. So when they encounter Greg Simnor, they encounter Christ. They don't encounter Greg Simnor, the man of flesh. They encounter the Spirit of God in Greg Simnor. So when Greg Simnor loves, he loves like Christ loves. The power coming in and through Greg Simnor is the power of Christ because Christ is the power of God. Christ is the wisdom of God. So if Christ is in Greg Simnor, then it's Christ coming through. You tracking with me? Okay, what a beautiful picture God has given the church, the mystery that's been hidden, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Literally, not abstract, not some nice theological bit of scripture that we look to and go, that's nice. No, the literal reality of that being demonstrated. Paul said the wisdom is the demonstration of the spirit and of the power it's not, it's not about coming with persuasive words. Yeah? Okay? 
So that's not what wisdom is. Wisdom isn't man's ability to understand God in his carnal mind and then speak from this position logically or in persuasive words. It's the demonstration through Christ, Christ crucified, and then you speak, and this is what we're going to look at, you speak from that position. So you, the words that you speak come from Christ crucified. The flesh dying through the power of the Spirit. We're reborn into this resurrected life, this indestructible life. And that's where the words come from. The Christ in you now. Does that make sense? So we are to speak words. And that's what we're going to look at. So come uh, to 1 Corinthians 2. And I just really can't get out of 1 Corinthians 1 and 2 at the moment. So... I'm hoping and uh, believing this is fresh every time, even though we might say the f- similar things or look at similar things, it's still new. And ultimately, all this is, is trying to bring us always back to Christ. Amen? So Jesus preached the same message. He just said it differently. And everything comes back to the true knowing of God. Before we read this, there's something we need to wrestle with. Because if we're going to wrestle with God, how many people realize that you can't let your fear and your insecurities get in the way? You have to settle this, otherwise you will never wrestle with God. Why, Greg? Because God's going to show you things about where you're at within with Him, and those things have the power to keep you where you are. So if we're going to wrestle with God, we we can't let our fear and our insecurities get in the way. They will try and get in the way. They're going to get in the way. Do you understand what I'm saying? He wants to show us and He wants to reveal things to us of where we're at in our journey with Him because He loves us. It's love. That's why he does it. So he wants to show you. But if you let your insecurity or your fear, as he starts to show you things, get in the way, you will actually walk away from him instead of walking to him because you're not operating by faith. You're operating by fear. And fear repels you away from the one who loves you. Insecurities. That can't be me. That's not me. That's what's coming at me. So I either push it away I justify it away. I blame it onto other people and God's going, no, it's you. The fear, the insecurity, it's you. And if we cannot recognize, now here I'm saying, it's not your new man, it's your old man. It's the flesh that's still in there speaking. And we have to be able to identify it, otherwise we don't think it's us, we won't say it, And yet we continue to demonstrate not the wisdom of God, the wisdom of the world. Because we will demonstrate one or the other. We have the potential to demonstrate both. So give me an idea. Tomorrow, I could demonstrate the love, the wisdom of God. At 9 o'clock in the morning because it's needed, whatever the situation. Then about 1 p.m., Another situation, a completely different reality, I can demonstrate the wisdom of the world, the wisdom of the flesh. So the challenge is, how much of the wisdom of God am I demonstrating 
Because Christ literally being in me and how much of the wisdom of the world am I demonstrating? That's what we're going to look at next week, next Sunday, because how much of the wisdom of God am I demonstrating when it comes to family? Because this is one of the biggest golden calves in the church. This is one of the massive ones. Family. It's a, one of the greatest idols in God's people. And so we need to understand and have his mind on how he sees family. Because Jesus said this. This lady, she's not really my wife. And she's not doing the will of the father. My mother, Mary, my children, my brother, James, you're not my family if you're not doing the will of the Father. Those who do the will of the Father are my mother and my brother my sister. So my role as a father is to lead and a husband, my wife and my children, who are my physical family. They are my spiritual family. And I'm to lead them into the will of the Father. That's my role as the leader of the home. Are you tracking with me? If I just stay in my physical family, all we do is live for the will of the family, the will of the Simnors, then we're outside of doing the will of the Father. And Jesus is saying something very profound and deep. He's saying, it is those who do the will of my Father that are my mother and my brother and my sister. It is those who do the will of my Father who enter into the kingdom of heaven. So do you think the church better have the mind of Christ when it comes to the family and what it means to be doing the will of the Father? Romans 12, 2 says, if you know me, if your mind is being transformed, if you are coming into more and more of the will of the Father, sorry, the mind of Christ, you will be proving what the will of the Father is. So you know how long I have to ask what the will is. If your mind, if you have the mind of Christ, if you're living from the mind of Christ, you will be proving the will. All of our lives will be aligning to the purposes of God. So there's a massive, massive challenges for the church. The world don't understand. Does the church understand? Do we understand, guys, who we've really been called to be and where to be living from and what we are to be the demonstrators of? And we have to wrestle. But please hear me because I can't say this any clearer. We cannot let our fear and our insecurities get in the way of who God is calling us to be and become and calling us to demonstrate. And his love is covering us and that's what we grab hold of. His love, that's what really, his love is covering while we become mature. That's the whole point of purpose. It's not just for us to receive and go, thank you, I've got the love of God and no transformation. The purpose of love is for the purpose of transformation. Why? So the church, you and I, his sons and his daughters, can be the demonstration, Christ in us, the hope of glory to a world. Is it getting darker and darker and darker in here? I had a conversation on Thursday where a gentleman on a good authority who knows certain man uh, 
shared with this is what I, this is what he shared with me that the um, Baptist churches, uh, I think it was in Wellington, took a vote on whether they're going to marry gay people, to which they have pretty much agreed yes. So we're not judging that, but things are moving, things are shifting. I was with someone else who was telling me that a certain community are teaching there is no hell now. You do what you want. Love covers everything. It's about love. God is a good God and he is a good God. But what does it all mean? This is no longer being seen as the definitive word of God. It's man making up whatever he wants it to be. And the standards are shifting. Everything's shifting. We're in times where if we are not going to be and become the demonstration, we may get caught up in it. When the pressure comes and it's coming, will the people of God be the demonstration of God and stand, not defending ourselves with knives and guns and bazookas and artillery and cannons, with the love of the Father. That was His greatest weapon, the love of the Father. Love kills It crushes a love that got up there and said, Father, forgive, for they do not know what they are doing. Why? Because of the spiritual dimension that goes on. They've got no clue. The world has no clue what it's doing. It's thinking it's making wise choices. It's thinking it's doing things for the the nation. It's thinking it's the wisdom of the world. And look, the wisdom of the world will always do the wisdom of the world. My concern is, is the church living in the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of the world? So let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. I need a drink. And we're going to start at verse 6. Is this. Yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature. A wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. For if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen, and ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. For to us God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that... We may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. But he who is spiritually appraises, but sorry, but he who is spiritual appraises all things. Yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. 3 verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak to you 
as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you are not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you are not yet able, for you are still fleshly. I think I'm determined to break these things. I'm telling you. So here's the challenge. Can we hear what is being declared? Can we hear the challenge that Paul is laying down? And who's he talking to? So he's talking to the Corinthian church when he's addressing them. He says, we don't speak wisdom among those who are, sorry, yet we speak, sorry, yet we speak wisdom among those who are mature. So he's in one to four, as I've just said, he's going, you know, I, I come to you not in, not in persuasive word. I come in the demonstration of the spirit and the power of a transformed life. I come to you. And, and now he's saying, I speak. So I'm speaking from the position of a transformed life. Christ, Christ crucified. It was a stumbling block and it was foolishness. But I've come through a process. You see, if we want Christ's life more and more, if we want Christ's mind, we've got to go through the process Christ went through. We've got to go through the process Paul went through. Christ crucified. There's no other way. If you want to be a person that speaks words of wisdom that the mature hear and understand, we have to go through the process that everyone went through. Yes? There's no other door. You don't get wisdom unless you go through the door that Paul went through. It's foolish, the snow, Greg. It's a stumbling block. What was that? That was Christ crucified. Look out for that. Be careful of that. Almost tripped up and hurt me, hurt myself. See, for the Greek mindset, which is the Western mindset, it's ridiculous. It's rubbish. The Greek thinking mindset, which is flesh, because there's only two, spirit or flesh. The Western world, the way we think, the way we operate, the flesh, not just the Western, it's in man. So there's only two. You either have a reliance in the Holy Spirit and the Spirit brings you into truth through the power of the Spirit or you try and do it your own way, which is called through the flesh. And he says you don't go that way because what you do is you put your faith in man, the wisdom of man, not the wisdom of God, which is through the powerful demonstration of the Spirit. So he's declaring around, he says, we do speak wisdom, among those who are mature. What does it mean to be mature? What is the standard of maturity, guys? Is it that you made a commitment when you were 20 and now you're 60 and you go, well, I've been walking with Jesus 40 years, so I must be mature? Is that what maturity is? Is it a person who is wholeheartedly committed to doing the will of the Father? Is it someone that can 
hear the spiritual words. Not the physical words, but the spiritual words that sit behind where the power and the life is. Where someone could say this, I'm speaking, you're trying to describe the word, you're trying to describe something, and someone says stop, and they finish your sentence. Not necessarily in the exact words you were going to say, but in their words they finish it, and you go, wow, look at the oneness. How did you know I was going to say that? Because the intimate relationship I have with the Father is the same as you have to the measure we have it, and I can speak the same language that you have, which is a language of the Spirit. Can you hear me? So what does it mean to be mature? Is it to be able to hear, O Israel? Be quick to hear my people. So when I speak next week about family, are we going to be able to hear the position that I'm declaring or are we going to get offended at the position I'm declaring? Because it's going to challenge us. It's going to challenge you. You may not want to come. So I'll put a disclaimer. It's going to challenge you to the core. It's going to rock you to the core and it's going to be all done in love. Why? Because the Father wants us to come into the fullness of life and for that to happen there must be a work of the Spirit done where we are freed from people and things and other loves and passions and then reconnected back. So now wholeheartedly we are His. So there's your disclaimer right there. But here's the thing. If we have ears to hear it, See, there is no opposition in the spirit realm to the spirit realm. You hear what I'm saying? What I mean by that is there is opposition in the spirit from the demonic. What I'm trying to say is the only reason there is the flesh and the spirit go hammer and tongs. So someone can say something which appears so strong and harsh because you hear it through the flesh. You're hearing it through another filter. It's called a flesh filter. It's been said in love. It's beautiful. And someone could go, Amen. Praise the Lord. And come on, keep preaching that. And the person's going, Man, that's harsh. Stop getting tomatoes and throw the rotten tomatoes at him. Get him off. Get her off. That's hurting. Because we have these filters. We have insecurities. We have fears. And they will prevent us because all of a sudden, oh no, what is that going to mean? It's going to be maybe a loss of control. It's going to be a loss to some degree. But all loss in Christ is gain, isn't it? Lose your life and you will gain. There is nothing of the flesh worth holding on to. Nothing. And everything of the spirit worth holding on to. So Paul is declaring a message here. But it requires us to be mature. It requires us to hear in the Spirit, to understand in the Spirit. You're never, ever going to understand through the flesh mindset. The carnal, unrenewed mind will never, ever, ever understand a renewed position until it goes on a journey with the Spirit to come into this new position. Is that clear? Okay. So he says there is this message for the mature. 
I speak these words in the mature. The church is to be mature. The purpose of you and I is maturity, isn't it? It's to grow up. Isn't that the purpose of physical life? To grow up as well? We want to grow up. Why? So we can partake of all. Do you think Christ wants to marry an immature or a mature bride? A mature. So are we committed to growing? You know, the reality is this should be the most passionate thing that we are dedicated our lives to. We dedicate our lives to studying to become a doctor. We dedicate our lives to becoming the best football player. We dedicate our lives to being the best mum and the best dad and the best everything. But do we dedicate our lives to being the best son, the most mature son in his kingdom because of what he has? Do we take that? Guys, that should be the first place priority in all of our lives because that's what this says. And the challenge is the wrestle, isn't it? The challenge is the letting go. The challenge is, but, but I, but I want to, but I, but I, I, can you hear that? But I, 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 make it a song. <laughs> but what about God, 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 God? And, and there needs to be a cutting. The word is living and active and a cutting and a realignment. And when you dedicate yourself to growth, who goes to the gym? To some format? Nobody. Anyone into fitness? Anyone into running? It's, a, it's hard, isn't it, when you start? It's like there's got to be a commitment, and it hurts. There's a hurting, there's a stretching, there's a, but then you, all of a sudden you start getting fitter, or if you're doing gym, you start growing, and you see your body start, but it doesn't just happen. There's a stage where it's like, oh, ee, oh, ee, ah, oh, hey, Paul. This guy's, oh, my hamstring this week, you know, oh. <laughs> Every time we catch up for a coffee, it's, oh, my tricep, oh. Said, oh, it's good, you're growing, you're growing. He's becoming like Arnie more and more. <laughs> Paul's the nigga. <nerd. laughs> it must be by faith right there, but anyway. That's right. And so this whole growing, the growing in the spirit, the growing, the stretching. And so more and more every year, you know, you can give testimonies. To what the work that's being done in you. It's all preparation for the future, but that's now. It's a preparation. The bride has made herself ready. She's ready. Guys, the stuff coming on the earth, and are we ready? It won't be how much money you got. It won't be how many cars you got. It'll be the Christ you know and the Christ that's in you that will bring hope to a world. And so Paul's speaking this. He's, he's declaring he's... I feel a man's heart, but as, as, as he's writing, as he's written, but it's a, midden, it's, a, it's a mystery that's been hidden, which God predestined before the ages to our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know that they're crucifying the wisdom of God. They don't know, and they're your people. And I don't know what they're doing because they don't know my wisdom. They're operating from another wisdom, another operating system, and they're not in the life, and they're doing the opposite thing they're supposed to be doing right now. Can you see the wrestle for us? When we operate from another operating system, the wisdom of the flesh, maybe in relation to our family, maybe it's our finances. Do you have the wisdom of God when it comes to finances? Affluent people. 
The body of Christ is affluent in nature because we know God. But do we insulate ourselves or do we influence others with our finances? Can you hear what I'm saying? We are affluent. If you've got Christ in you, you are affluent. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords lives in me. I'm affluent. Cattle on a thousand hills. Look at this. The rivers of living water, a joy, a peace, a righteousness, not of this planet, of him. I'm affluent. But what am I doing with my affluence? Do I insulate myself? Do I protect myself like an orphan? Because you know what? I'm never going to have enough. Or do I influence? Am I a vehicle that releases and releases and releases? Why? Because I'm in the wisdom of God. Because I understand my mind, the mind of Christ when it comes to finances has been renewed. And I see like Christ, hear like Christ. And so I release like Christ would. The woman with the two little coins. Or am I like the Pharisees that look at this? Can you see the challenge again? The wrestling for the church, you and I, to come into and live from and be this demonstration? And guys, there is no cap. It's, there's no like, it's an open, it's open. It's just, I, I want to lead you into this. It's the heart of the Father to lead us into freedom, isn't it? So, we are the only ones that prevent it. Our fears, our insecurities, the unknown. Do you know it's known to him? Do you know your unknown is known to him? Where he's trying to lead you to, it's unknown to you, but it's known to him. So you can, you could trust him with your unknown. You don't leave anything to chance. He doesn't leave anything to chance, which means we can fully trust him. Why? Because we're hearing in the spirit. We are hearing the words in the spirit. And my spirit hears clearly. Red is red. Red is not purple. He said purple. No, she said red. He said red. No, 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 no. You hear red, and it is red. Hey, Jesus, show us the Father. Well, I'm right in front of you. Here I am. You've seen me. You've seen the Father. No, 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 no. Show us the Father. Yeah, like I said, I'm right in front of you. So if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I am the exact representation of the Father. Imagine Philip going, this guy's not hearing me. And Jesus is going, this guy's not hearing me. And Philip going, he's not hearing me. And Jesus going, he ain't hearing me. Can you hear what I'm saying? We do this all the time. We go, they're not hearing me. And he's going, they ain't hearing me. No, 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 no. You need to hear what I've got to say. You need to hear what i got. No, 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 no. You need to hear what i got. And because pride, we all want to be right. So we build our own temples on being right. But I'm right, really. 
How did you get your knowledge? And we're going to look at this. Because did the Holy Spirit lead you into all truth and teach you all truth? Or did you get it out of a wheat bix packet? Did you read this and come up with your own version of truth through the filter of flesh? Because this is what it says. It says a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. There's a lot of wrestling through the Spirit. But life comes through the wrestle. Yes? Jacob was renamed through the wrestle. Now, he did walk differently, but beautifully. I just ripped me Bible. Look at that. Is it? Oh, hang on to that for me. Look at that. The whole thing's falling apart. I've taped it. It's got so much stuff. So where am I up to? But just it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard, in which not have entered the heart of man. There's the heart of man again. Ear has not, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man. All that God has prepared for those who love Him. All that God has prepared for those that love Him. Things have not yet entered into your eyes or your ears yet that God has for those that love Him. Do you want all? Anyone think they know God all and everything? So that's us, yes? But then Paul says this incredible thing. For to us, to us, he's saying, himself and whoever's around him at this time, God revealed them through the Spirit. So they are known. He's saying there's this position that there are things not yet seen and ears that haven't heard and have not entered the heart of man. All that God has prepared for those who love Him. For to us, God revealed them. Through what? Through man's ability? No, through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. Come with me to John 14, uh, 26. John 14, 26. Here's one of the roles of the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. Everyone say, the Holy Spirit's going to teach me all things. And bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. So the Holy Spirit's role is of teacher. When was the last time the Holy Spirit taught you something? Just yesterday. Awesome. Who else can give us testimony of something the Holy Spirit is teaching you? Just now. Awesome. See what I mean? We have a testimonies. Because why? Because we're in Christ. Because we love God. We love God. We sit at God's feet. Not literally. We're in a heart position of love. And God's wanting to pour out. Whether I'm driving in the car, at the supermarket, at the movies, watching football, on my couch at six in the morning, still in bed, sleeping. Man, I can give you a testimony to that. It's phenomenal. It's like, be quiet. I'm trying to sleep. I want to talk. (laughs) 
<laughs> so the Holy Spirit teaches us now what? All things. All things. Holy Spirit teaches us. So why are we asking for how-tos? Do you think the Holy Spirit can teach you a how-to? So we keep asking man for man's how-tos. I go, no, go get it from the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit teaches us all things. Not 99, all things. It says he reveals them through the Spirit. You can't get anyone else's revelation but through the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit can speak through man, yes, but he has to reveal it in you. Then your mind will be renewed and then you'll give yes and amen to the things that are spoken that are for the mature. Yep, tracking? It's phenomenal. God protects himself, us from... Imagine imagine if you and I... Here's the thing. Imagine if you and I could actually do that. Imagine if I could actually give Paul the revelation. You reckon I would use that for good or my own glory? Ka-ching! <laughs> yeah, you're right, because you're the same as me, eh, Vera? <laughs> ka-ching! Ka-ching! You imagine if we could actually give God, says, I'm not giving you that, I'm not that silly. I know all your hearts. Look, I'm not trusting in the heart of man because I know the heart of man. I know the wickedness in the heart of man. It's what separated man from me. So don't ever think we've arrived. Don't ever think you're somebody. Don't ever think, oh, I wouldn't do that, really. I bet you Judas never thought he was going to betray. I bet you Peter never thought he was going to deny. God had to give Paul something so his pride wouldn't maybe to, to rise. So don't ever think we're somebody. Don't ever think more highly of yourself than you ought to. So God actually has done it his way. Christ crucified is the way. Through the power of my spirit. But then you're able to demonstrate with all authenticity what you say, you demonstrate. And my love and my grace, my power is covering all of that. So while you're figuring that out with me and living by faith, not fear... So we're not standing there paralyzed going, oh, I'm not even going to move in case I get it wrong. While you move, you might just get it right. See, the religious spirit stands there paralyzed in fear, pointing the finger at everybody, going, eeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
So I'm going, I'm backing that horse. He's coming on a horse, I'm backing that horse. Yeehaw! I told you he's in the country. You guys got to get that revelation. I wish I could give it to you. They're singing country in that main room, I tell you. That's what it says, doesn't it? It says in the Father's house are many rooms. Well, you know the house there, you know the room they're singing country? They're singing rap and that's the far house, you know? <laughs> Classical, that's the next one. It's right at the back of the house. <sighs> rock music, yeah, that's getting up there. But country rock, that's where it is, Lord. <laughs> Very well, too. Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. <laughs> Father, I pray. As he drums in Let's keep reading. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God, no one knows except the spirit of God. See the dependency again. That we do not know his thoughts, but the spirit of God does. And the spirit's role is to teach us all things, the things of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. This is the kicker. So that, say so that. We have received the spirit of God so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. How good does it get? God longs to reveal to his sons the things of God freely because he paid the price. To reveal all things. So what's our response to that? Our response determines everything. The decisions you make today determine the decisions you make and they determine where you're going to end up. And he's sitting there going, man, my people, I long. These things that are freely given, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts and spiritual words. So Paul has gone through a process called Christ, Christ crucified. As he goes through that process, the Spirit of God reveals in him, in him, in him, the truth. And he declares this through multiple books. The power that's contained in his letters are phenomenal. But not when I look at it through a flesh model. But when I look at it through a spirit and the spirit comes and it illuminates and reveals again. Remember that word reveal? The father is the only one who knows the son. The son is the only one who knows the father and to whom the son chooses to reveal. When Jesus said, come to me, Matthew 11, come to me and I will give you things. When you take, look on the, well, my Bible on the other side of the page or just the verses before, that's what it says. So it says this. It says, the Father is the only one who knows the Son. The Son is the only one who knows the Father and to whom the Father, the Son chooses to reveal the Father the way around. And it says, now come to me. Because I want to give you something. See, it's based through a process of revelation through the Spirit. As our humanity is lowered and the Spirit is birthed more and more, the living Word. And then he says this in 14, but a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. 
a fleshly man or woman. So you can have the Spirit in you and still not accept the things of the Spirit. See, we have the mind of Christ, but are we living from the mind of Christ? That's the kicker. God puts it in us as a deposit. But are our minds being renewed so you live from having the mind of Christ? So, Greg, what are you saying? What I'm saying is you think like he does. You don't find yourself... And once again, hear what I'm saying? This is, this is a process of growing and maturing, isn't it? So if you found yourself one day having a conversation like this, how does a man get back into his mother's tummy when he's saying be born again? Six months, 12 months, two years. Oh, get that now. Understand that. Have the renewed mind of what he was saying two years ago. Thank you, Lord. But if we're 20, 30, 40 years still going and that still baffles us, not a lot of maturity has gone on, is there? Not a lot of true growth. So when he says this, my mother and my father, my brothers, it's those that do the will of my father, they're my family. Then I've got to take account of that and look and go, am I living for my wife and my kids? And is that more important than actually living for the will of the father and leading them into the will of the Father. Do these guys have my heart, and are they bound in my heart, and I'm actually not in freedom, I'm in bondage. So any time the Father calls for something greater than I can give, because my heart's given to that, I go, no, and I can't. Or am I going to let him do a work through the power of the Spirit, cut, re-alter, realign, reattach? Now I'm in freedom, and now we all live from the mind of Christ. You see, because he says, your natural man, he doesn't accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. He cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. We've got to go through the process. Repentance is a lifestyle. Christ crucified is a lifestyle. The word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. So the word of the cross, which is, I want to come and me in you, you shrink me more. For those that are on that process, more spiritually appraised. Here in the spirit. Understand in the spirit. The spirit gives life enter into the spirit life. Beautiful. But there's just one door and it's him. And then it finishes and it says, but he who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he will instruct them? But we have the mind of Christ. And then he says this, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you are not yet able, for you are still fleshly. What's the point of having the mind of Christ if you're not living from it? Literally, that's what he's saying there in three. So he's saying you have the mind of Christ, but then he speaks and he says, but hold on a minute. I can't share things because you guys are still on milk. 
See, I believe personally, my personal conviction is, is, is Paul is also speaking. He goes, here's a portion of people that have and are living, we all have, but here a portion are living from the mind. And then there's a group of people here that are still on the journey of the process. So this is growing as well, because the mind of Christ will be till the day we die. But I'm speaking, and a portion of people hear something, and another portion of people, you're still needing milk. You can't hear. Hebrews 5.11 says, concerning him, this whole order, Christ, Melchizedek, this whole thing, is you're still dull of hearing. You're dull of hearing. You actually can't hear. And you can't understand because you're hearing from a fleshly filter. And guys, we have to wrestle with what I just said because it happens in the church. It will. It's supposed to. Because we're a family that's growing up. And we encourage one another as we grow up. Are there different levels of maturity in your house at home? Is everyone okay with that? No? Yes. Is that right? Is, is there something wrong if the children are more mature than the parents, isn't it? That's one cool party, but you can't live on ice cream the whole time. So this is a beautiful picture that God shows in the physical, is there are these this maturing process. But see, what fear and insecurity does, it says this, are you saying you know more than me? So you can't have, you can't talk like this because people get upset and offended because of fear and insecurity. But we have to realize that Paul is saying the same thing. He said, guys, we're to be growing in the spirit, understanding in the spirit. We're growing, maturing, more and more and more we're hearing. And it's not a negative, it's a positive. There's nothing wrong with not being able to hear something. You're not bad. He's just saying, let's grow up because I've got so much to show you. What's bad is when you get all upset and aggressive and start fighting or whatever because of fear and insecurities. And so you're actually running away from a reality that's for you. That breaks his heart. It breaks everyone's heart because then we can't be as strong as what he wants us to be. And you're still infants. But let's grow up and be adults in the spirit. So it has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with hair coloring. It has nothing to do with the clothes you wear. It has nothing to do with your income. It has nothing to do with how well you parent or don't parent. It has nothing to do with anything of the flesh. Anything to do with the spiritual transformation through the power of the Holy Spirit to then become the demonstration of Christ's life in and through, which determines how mature the church is. And God, guys, God starts with love. He starts with the, the basic but the most profound thing is, is this church known for love? Not conditional love, the love of the Father, because it is mature. See, once again, we need to know where we're at, and it's okay. So we need to be able to take an MRI scan, see where we're at, truly, not, I'm right down here, and I'm so, I've got so much knowledge. You might be cool, 
And if you are, you'll be demonstrated in that and it will come through love and servitude and laying your life down. But maybe we're here. That's fine too. Why? Because we all belong. The blood that was there bought us, yes. So we all belong. Not, it's not dummy Greg, it's okay. But Greg's growing up. And so I need to see my true spiritual state. Yes, I'm born again. Yes, I have the mind of Christ, the seed of that, but that seed wants to grow and become a tree. Psalms 1. A tree of life. And then together, we go this. Arm and arm, arm and arm, arm and arm, arm and arm. Let's walk it out. Oh, we need to stop. It's okay. Yep, that fear. Yep, get that out. Get that insecurity out. Let's get that healed in the name of Jesus. Where did you get that from? That's happened when you were five. Okay, Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. Let's pray for that. Believe for that. Set free. Let's go. Oh, oh man, what's that? That's that love of football. That's come up again. That's an idol. Okay, let's have a chat about that. Let's believe for that. Seek him, ask him. Boom. Oh man, check that out. That was six months. Yeah. We're all in it together. It gets a bit messy at times, but we're all in the mess together because we're all in progress. Amen. So Father, I want to thank you, Lord, for this morning. And I pray, God, we will hear what you're saying to us. I pray anything that was of me would not even would just fall away. It would be dead on the floor. And Father, and so Lord, I thank you that you're building us through the power of your spirit. And you're building a people that hear in the spirit, receive, understand in the spirit, and live from the spirit, walking it out in the spirit, Father, having humility and love for one another while we grow up. Love that's covering a multitude of our mess-ups and maybe our right and our wrong understandings, but certainly not pointing the finger and judging and standing outside doing that, but as in moving forward together as one people of spirit, of love, of mind and purpose. In the name of the greatest name, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Yahweh, Lord, we love you. And I thank you and I pray your spirit right now will be doing such a powerful work in the hearts and our minds. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.